showing you this video, not to judge, but to understand why things happen. Okay? Um, and because people were called me offended at God. They were really upset. Now, you know, by the time I was done, I set them straight in a great and wonderful way. <laughs> but they were just upset at God. Why would he allow? Let me tell you something. I suggest you do what I did a long time ago, and I don't know why I did it. I made a decision, even when I hardly knew anything about God, that if he is God, I am always wrong and he is always right. It makes no sense to be mad at him. What you are mad about is because of ignorance and lack of understanding. I have never once in my life turned my anger to God. There have been times I was just like, what's up, man? What's up? I mean, I need something. I need something here. You know, because I know that, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm more and more transparent. I don't, I'll say this only because you have to be careful. At the time, I really didn't care for this particular, I'm not going, because I don't want to put this in your head. She's a female minister, and I just don't really care for her, you know? I just don't really like her and her antics and all that type of stuff. But you got to be careful sometimes. And she said something I never forgot. And she said that the teacher is always silent when the student is taking a test. And there are sometimes when God doesn't answer you because he's just simply trying to get you to hold on for a long time so that your patience can be stretched, so that you can be perfect, lacking nothing. God already knows what you need, but he's more interested in your character than your prosperity because he knows your character is what will enable you to hold on to your prosperity. God is not interested in taking you to a place that your mentality cannot keep you. Remember that. So you'll be, so watch this. God knows... Right now, you're on level two, and, he, and you're begging God, put me on level five, Jesus. Put me on level five. And watch this. You're angry at God because he has not put you on level five, but it is his love and mercy that won't put you on level five because if he puts you on level five, your mentality is going to get offended at something that happens on level five, and you're going to turn away from God and go to hell. So he would rather deal with your mild anger than not being able to see you for the rest of your eternity. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to play this video. The video is going to let you know why the man died in a helicopter crash. And then I'll go and then finish the rest of my little simple lesson. And we now welcome in longtime friend of Kobe, T-Mac. I appreciate you joining us from your home in Houston, Texas. And just hearing Kobe's voice like that, razzing you back and forth the way you guys always did. What's going through your mind? I'm, de I'm devastated, like, just like everybody else. I mean, I think I'm the one person that has a connection that nobody else has with Kobe. And I used to stay at his house with Pam, Joe, Shea, Shrib. And, you know, I just remember us just, the, the minute I walked through those doors, like it was just an instant bond and, you know, the, the stories that I could tell, um, being in there and watching karate flicks and watching <laughs> Michael Jordan home, home videos and he would watch a certain part, pause and rewind, rewind the tape and I was, just, I was like, you know, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and, it, you know, that was just him. He was, he was practicing on some of the things that, that Michael was doing, he was emulating that. And th this sounds crazy, but 
Kobe spoke this. He spoke this. He used to say all the time, I want to die young. And really? I thought he was crazy. He used to say, I want to die young. I want to be immortalized. And, you know, I want to have my career be better than Michael Jordan, and I want to die young. And I just thought he was just so crazy for saying that. And when I got the news yesterday, I had a dance with my daughter yesterday at my wife's event, and they came and told me the news, and I just couldn't believe it, just like, just like everybody else. But it's, I'm devastated. All right, so that leads me into just what I want to share for a moment. And so this is what I mean by things happen to people and you don't know why. One of the things that uh, most society is very uh, unlearned or ignorant about is the power of your words to create. The Bible says that God created everything through his word. Let there be light, and there was. And it's amazing because all he did was speak it, and then forces created what he spoke. And so, you know, um, you know, we have the um, if we if we have that, can we put up the twelve pillars, please? <clears throat> the twelve pillars of destiny, which are prayer. Word, faith, healing, prosperity, wisdom, success, the Holy Spirit, consecration or holiness, supernatural praise and vision. And so these are what you call the 12 pillars of faith. The entire Bible fits in all 12 of these subjects. Every month we will do a particular subject. So last month was prayer. And we did a 21-day fast. Uh, this month um, I was going to move over into the word, but the closer we got to the end of the month and based on things that I observed, I felt led to move over into uh, making this prophetic focus for this month healing and inoculating ourselves against what the devil is doing and what is coming up on the planet. You know, now you don't need to panic or anything, but now they've made this virus thing that came from China a state of emergency in the United States. And uh, there have been many prophecies about viruses that would, let me say something, viruses are something that are created by the devil but viruses are also something that God uses to bring judgment because the sin is getting too rampant. And, and you're going to see a lot of strange things. Just realize, hold on. Let me try this. Ah, oh, yeah, there we go. I got my lavalier back. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like shouting about right now. Ah, that's better. I don't like talking. Some people like hand mics. I like to be hands-free so I can be deep and do the preacher claw and all that type of stuff. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, uh, you know, so I just felt led to healing. When we started the 21-day fast, everything was fine. As soon as we get back from Nigeria, bam, it's like the enemy started dropping bombs. And I do know that one of the benefits for this is, is that whenever there's an area where you start getting problems, many a times you'll find that the word has not been spoken in that particular arena. So you have to stay on top of things. And that's why the Lord gave us this along with Bishop to uh, have these 12 pillars and it will be a balance. How many know you need a balanced diet? You need fiber, you need vitamin C, you need protein, etc. So the prophetic pillar for this month is healing. And I showed this video uh, because of uh, Hebrews 11.3 because this video kind of led right over into what we're doing. I know next weekend Randall and I will minister together 
Then the following weekend, my wife is going to minister on that weekend. And uh, but Hebrews 11, 3, it says, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So when this man unfortunately died in this helicopter crash, what you saw did not come from what you can see. Because when you, let me tell you something, God created, the, I mean, I want you to think about how powerful faith-filled words are, particularly if you desire that to come to pass. God created the whole planet, all of the gases, the air, the ocean, the sea, everything in six days. Everything he created just by the power of words. It's a force called faith that made that come to pass, made it come to pass. And so that is how powerful faith is. I have this other graphic here that faith is not a principle. Neither is it a strategy or a mystical mindset. Faith is a spiritual force. It is a spiritual force that forces things and scenarios to become what you believe or you desire. It is a force. It is nothing religious about faith. Whether you are right with God or whether you are wrong with God, that faith and that force will still bring to pass what you believe. All of the people that received from Jesus Christ, none of these men knew who Jesus was. They did not know he was the son of God. And they sure enough were not saved and didn't have a Bible, didn't have the name of Jesus. All of the stuff that we have, they just simply saw this man do something and they begin to believe that if they could touch him, they could get the same thing. And so faith is not some type of philosophy. It's a bridge that connects you to power that enables you to become what you believe. It's very, very powerful. It will force anything, including God. You see that in scripture where there are a couple of scenarios by which the answer that came back was no, but the person wouldn't let off their faith. And Jesus said, okay, we got to do what you want now because you won't let go of this force. God created the, see all, oh God, I know I'm about to lose somebody this morning. All things are possible to them that believe. All things. All. And, and you have a problem with that because you get to run in some crazy scenarios through your mind about all. Does that mean that I can grow some chickers and fly around the planet? Y'all remember that scene? Uh, what is it? Uh, you can't stand the boy. Jim Carrey. <laughs> my, my wife can't stand Jim Carrey. She thinks he plays too much. Okay, Y'all remember that scene where he the movie he played God? No, 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 no. Morgan Freeman was God. And you remember he was doing the fingers behind his back? And, 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 then, and, and then God told, he said, how many fingers got? He said, six. He said, aha. And it was six fingers. <laughs> okay. Now, the thing that you have to really get through your mind and your head and your understanding is that is if God has the ability to create that way and that powerful, if you are his child, it means you have that same ability. And the problem you are is that there are things going on on the inside of our body, the inside of our houses, the inside of our finances and our circumstances and our lives. And it came about because you what you are speaking unconsciously, not at church. Church for most people is pretend land, fairy tale land. Let's go to church and pretend like what we're going to have in the future is going to come to pass. I believe I got it in the name of Jesus. But on the job through the week, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you believe that. When you say, I don't know what I'm going to do, you believe that. 
So forces create themselves in such a way to enforce what you believe. That's why you don't know what to do. And you still don't know what to do because you keep saying, I don't know what to do. But the Bible says you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know everything. So you should be saying in the midst of all problems, Father, I thank you for showing me what to do because you said I know everything. In here, you have the same intelligence of God. It is your mind that shuts it down. Your mind is a, it's a buffer. When Adam and Eve messed up, the, the brain went into a default mode. They got certain things in computers where that are so powerful that if anything goes wrong, it shuts down and goes into default mode because it's so powerful. But not, now that there's a virus in it, if it operates at that capacity, it could destroy the whole planet. It's a default. Okay, so, so as I begin to, as I, when I watch this, Francia and Garnett sent me the video. And I just sensed the Lord pulling me in the direction of going through this um, healing uh, because of what's coming. Um, I have to be totally honest with you. When I was in church, I never wanted to hear that subject. I don't know why. You know, just being dumb, I guess. I don't know how many you need to hear everything. You know, most people would rather have their health than money. Because if you don't have your health, you can't enjoy your money. It's nothing worse than feeling bad. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's a big, because, you know, you can, get, you can be hit with some things and you feel like you're close to death sometimes. And that's a very, it's a very, very bad feeling. Your health is extremely, extremely, extremely important. And there are things that are coming, you all, that the church must have an arrogant stand against. Let me say something. For the world, let me, let me, it's not even for the world. There is no such thing as anything that's incurable. And I'm not talking about, oh, this is a stretch of our faith. No, there is no such thing as anything that is incurable. Amen. The reason why they will tell you it's incurable is because you can't get to the truth about something while rejecting truth. So when you try to tell us, well, all of that faith stuff doesn't work, set the Bible down. And we don't want to hear about natural remedies because the scripture says that the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. Aloe, tea tree oil, these all have medicinal properties. I mean, the list goes essential oils. These, the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. Now, there's power in the sweet potato. I mean, apples, I mean, it's the reason why they used to say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. The reason they said that is because the, app, the fiber that's in an apple keeps you cleaned out and going to the... All of these things, modern medicine in the United States, or particularly in North Korea and China, they have rejected these methods and only now want to make something that if you take it, it produces 50 other issues. And I, I, I've seen some stuff, you know, and you sit up there and they suck you into these commercials. You know, have you ever uh, started an assignment this is real, it was a real commercial. And they caught, they, they had me, I was like, have you ever started an assignment and had difficult finishing it? Yeah. Have you ever found it hard to concentrate on a project? Yeah. yeah and they're going through this list, and next thing you know, you're standing in front of the TV. Yeah. Then here it comes. We have this medication called Stupid For You. And... <laughs> And you take it, and, and, and yeah, maybe it'll relax you, but a third hour will grow out your forehead, and one of the side effects is death. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
we grown up in here, they had one for erectile dysfunction. And the side effect is, is that it does not leave. Y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> Men, when it comes to erectile dysfunction, you don't need medication. Now, if you're doing drugs, that's what causes cigarettes, definitely marijuana, coke, all of those things cause erectile dysfunction. All you got to do is drink water and exercise, lose weight. That won't be an issue. They got all these things, but they don't care about. I have to tell people this because this is a month of health office, throwing some side stuff for free. It is amazing to me how they will give you a pill for water retention. The reason why your body is retaining water is because it's becoming selfish. It's because you're not drinking water. So because you're not giving your body enough water, the body tries to hold on and retain the water it already has because you're not giving it more. Kind of like when you only got $10 in the bank, you don't just easily let that $10 go. This ain't a day for Red Lobster. We going to the dollar menu at McDonald's today where you can get four for four or whatever else that they talking about. You know what I'm saying? When you have less money, the more money you have, you just let it go. The less money you have, you get to holding that thing. And you ever go into the gas pump? I'll take 50 cent on pump two. <laughs> and you ever did this one? You stand out there pumping 50 cent, but you stand there a long time like you're filling up your tank because you didn't want to see the person in front of you just sit up there, click, bam. Uh, do you want me to help you? No, I just wanted to top it off before this long journey to the next state that I'm going to. And whatever. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Hey, eh? <clears throat> that's funny. Been there. We don't like that embarrassment, boy, do we? You got some folk, they don't care. 50 cent it is, bam, I'm out. <laughs> okay. So I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, so, so when you give your body a bunch of water because you gave it more than the body then releases the water that it was retaining right here. They don't want to tell you that. You know why? The love of money is the root of all lies. We need to make money off your situation. And water is free. Okay? Y'all know what I'm saying? And we can't have you actually taking something when you don't come back to the doctor's office. So what we'd rather do is lie to you and give you this pill because we're in bed with the pharmaceutical companies. And they're just, they're, all they're doing is there is no pharmaceutical medication that heals you. They don't engineer it to heal you. And when they make this medication in a laboratory, when they, it has to go through FDA testing, because the testing is to determine if the medication is too dangerous and is going to kill off too many people. How many of you have seen those commercials? commercials? Have you taken such and such, such, such drug? You might be entitled to a lawsuit, because even though you're not dead yet, it killed 30,000 other people. <laughs> You keep seeing them, and you're like, but ain't this the same commercial that y'all had two years ago with people riding bicycles and in the park and fellowshipping together and on airplanes? And yes, but, but what we forgot to tell y'all is that when we get this medication approved, we don't test it on sick people. They don't test that medication on sick people. They only test it on people that are perfectly healthy because they're trying to get it approved, not see if it works. But they don't tell you that on the commercial. They, remember, remember that one we were watching? Um, uh, do you have a problem? 
the whole commercial was wonderful. And I was like, where is this going? And they said, do you have a problem? My wife tells me all this time, I'll be sitting there and I'll do my leg like this. You know, I'm always moving my leg. She said, stop moving your legs. But they had a commercial for that. And it was a drug called, it was, I can't remember what it was called, but it was for restless leg syndrome. Because you can't stop. How many of you sitting at the dinner table or something, you get to moving your legs? You know, you're doing something. People like that. Well, apparently, we all need to be on pharmaceutical medication because we got a condition called restless legs. It's no different than biting your nails. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a medication. I got my wife. Stop. Oh, there it is. I'm medicated now. Bam, there it is. It's, it's just, but on the commercials, they really trying to make it seem like you got a problem. When, the, y'all, the truth be told, you will be surprised what the human body will do if you, you don't even have to eat right perfect. If you just simply exercise, go to the gym, do 30 to 40 minutes of good cardio. Don't let me see you at the gym walking real slow reading a book. I will smack that book out of your hand. Get to running around this gym. You didn't come here to read. You can read at home. Okay, but 30 to 45 minutes at the gym. Cardio, 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 doing some weights. and Do that. Drink plenty of water. 64 to 100 ounces of water a day because even if you are eating wrong, the water is flushing all that out your system. That right there alleviates most problems. When you start cutting down weight and doing all those things, exercise just, just frees you of all type of stress, toxins, it releases endorphins. I mean, all these different type of things that it happens, okay? So the point that I'm making is, let's get back to the point because it's 1108. And that is, as the Lord, that was a big commercial break, as the Lord was leading me this particular way, um, he wanted me to start out by just simply showing this video and having us all repent by speaking wrong. Let me tell you something. Do you know that when you speak wrong because of what you're worried about, it affects your health? The biggest area of health is what they call inflammation. That's something I will encourage all of you to look up later when you get home, not now. It's called inflammation. The majority, if not all sickness and disease, is related to inflammation. Now, there's many different reasons for that stress, not getting enough sleep, all of those things. But let me tell you something. You will be surprised. There are people that the statement that I'm getting ready to make, they find absurd and they don't like it. Okay, but I'm going to make it because it's the truth. You can live off Fritos and Pepsi every single day if you believe in the power of your words. Now, I don't suggest you try that at home. Y'all know what I'm saying. But I'm, what I'm saying is I don't read anywhere in the Bible where it says all things are possible to them that believe and God would heal you and death and life is in the power of tongue if you have a perfect diet. Perfect diet in the church right now is the new God. We can't produce healing based on what the scripture says, so let's just eat perfect fruits and vegetables and pumpkins that came from a garden in the organic side of China. It's, hey, man, I don't have time for no organic water. And, hey, I'm not against all of that. Don't get me wrong by a long shot or a short shot, as I like to say. I believe in fruits and vegetables and water, and you can do alkaline, this and that, and special organic vegetables and all of that type of stuff, but there are sometimes I'm not trying to hear all that. Give me that rib. Trying to yell at it. Is it organic? I don't care what it is. I understand that animals sometimes eat stuff they shouldn't be eating and all of that type of stuff, but when I got a taste for something like I do right now, I just don't care. You know why? Because I'm not dying through no food. Kenneth Hagin, who taught 
basically the great laws of faith. Kenneth Hagin died when he said he was going to die, died how he said he was going to die, and that man didn't eat nothing healthy. He looked like Santa Claus. Okay, and I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying that, that get out of this thing that you're going to die if you don't eat perfect because vegetarians get just as sick as those who eat meat. And there's, the scripture makes it clear that God has accepted the vegetarian. He has accepted the meat eater. And then he told both of them, keep your mouth off of each other because God has received them both. Because people sometimes do certain things for reason that's beyond you. Some people are vegetarians because they're scared of meat. Some people are vegetarians because they don't like meat. Some people are vegetarians because they don't like eating real animals. Some people are vegetarians because of just they want to have a particular look of lean green machine. Y'all know what I'm saying. That didn't sound right, but all right. Proverbs 18:21. And remember this: when it comes to healing, it is the prayer of faith that heals, not the prayer for days. People keep praying about the healing, praying about the healing, praying about the healing. It's not prayer; it's faith. And people get mad at me sometimes. I need you to pray. No, it's not a prayer issue; it's faith. You can't. How many know the bank is all about money? How many know the rule? <laughs> It was Pauline. But how many know the rules are different for a savings account than they are for a checking? Now watch this. They will allow me to deposit money in any of your bank accounts without any identification. If I just go to Pauline McLeod, yes. Yeah, McLeod, thank you. Different when I'm preaching, girl. But just say Pauline. I go to Pauline, yes, I'd like to bring up Pauline McLeod's bank account and I want to deposit $1,000 in there, okay? They count the money, boom, 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 and the deposit in there. Now, the moment they deposit that money, if I then say, you know what, um, I just realized I made a mistake. I need to get $100 back. Can we see some ID? Uh, no, I just gave you the money. I don't care what you gave me. You know why? Because the rules for deposit are different than the rules for withdrawal, even though it's all about money. So it's the same way. You can't just apply prayer to everything like it's the casino and see if it's going to come through. Y'all know what I'm saying? There are rules and laws, and right now the church is not into either one. They're in the games. Touch five people and let them know that your healing is coming through on a donkey through Tibet tomorrow. He coming through. He coming through. He coming through. He coming through. <laughs> Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the what? And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's King James. Let's look at the same scripture from the New Living Translation. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So your grandmama used to say, if you don't have nothing good to say, as the movie theater says before it starts, silence is golden. I always say, amen. But all the folk in here that like to talk. Mark 11, 12 through 14. And on the morrow when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, hoping he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now here's my problem with the scripture. It was totally unnecessary for Jesus to do this. It had nothing to do with anybody getting saved. Heal, deliver. Jesus just wanted to demonstrate what you could do if you had a problem with a situation. 
You just read the scripture that says, look at the top, the time of figs was not yet. It's like you getting an attitude because there are no apples on the tree in February. Why are you here with an attitude? And Jesus got upset because there were no figs and there wasn't even time for there to be any figs. He just got upset. He said, you know what? I'm upset. No man will ever eat fruit from this tree forever. He wanted to show you that faith is used on purpose, not because there's a problem. And that's what the church teaches. You use faith when you get in a situation. That's nowhere in the Bible. It's nowhere in the Bible. You can have two nickels to row together and don't have faith, you'll have one nickel. You can be a millionaire, exercise faith, he'll make you a billionaire. Because it's faith. It's not based on whether you got something or you don't have anything. It's based on what you believe. It does not say all things are possible to, uh, to them that believe unless you already have enough. Or it's common sense. Or your grandmother has a problem with it. You'd be surprised how people... I'm an individual. My wife and I pretty much, we don't listen to nobody. Sometimes we don't even listen to ourselves. See, I mean, no, you can talk crazy sometimes. Now let's pick up with the rest of what happened, Mark eleven twenty. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter calling to remember and said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. Or the original says, have the faith of God. For truly, I say unto you, whosoever, not if they Christian, whosoever shall say to a mountain, be removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, not his head, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, right or wrong, righteous or evil, he will have whatever he says in any single area. And so I told my wife that sometimes what we need to do is we need to get a 24-hour or a 12-hour recorder and latch it to our hip so it can record what we're saying all day. And after a week, you will find that what you've been saying all day for a week is what's in your house. Mark 5:22. Behold, there come one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. When he saw him, fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, my, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Jesus went that way. You know, he was hemmed up by the woman with the issue of blood. And this is the last scripture. You know, he said, if you come late, now listen to what he said. If you lay hands on my daughter, she will what? That's a blanket statement. That's what I believe. I just need to see you do it. That's all. If I see you lay hands on her, that girl is going to live. That's where his faith was. He had to create the framework by which if that happened, that's where his faith was. If Jesus did what the man requested, that faith connection was already there. And it would be a bridge to force that man to get what he believed. Okay? But you know, when you read the rest of the story, y'all remember the woman with the issue of blood. And it's so sad I might stop, I might say something different. You know what bothers me is how you can have a stigma attached to your past pain or failure. How many of you know the woman with the issue of blood got healed? But we never say the woman that got healed from the issue of blood. We always say the woman with the issue of blood, like she still got it in heaven. You got to be very careful with your words. Okay? And so, so she snuck up behind him, and the Bible says that she said, the moment I touch 
his clothes, not him. The moment I touch his clothes, I will be healed. And you remember that story. Now, again, that seems crazy to an ancient or modern society that you believe that if you can just touch a person's clothes that you don't know is the son of God, by the way. All you know is, is that this new dude came to town and he seems to be getting everybody healed by this mysterious power. You come up with the idea that you're going to sneak through a crowd of people and touch his clothes without his permission. And that when he, you do what you've been dealing with for years, which is incurable, is going to be healed immediately. And y'all know the story. It happened. But Jesus made the mistake of asking who did that. She came forth finally. I mean, no, she had, he listened to her testimony. I mean, you know, this wasn't two minutes holding the microphone. She went, started back 12 years ago. Well, you know, it all started when. <laughs> you like, uh, I, and you can imagine the couple that are walking with Jesus, they got to sit up here and be impatient. Hey, you're supposed to be headed to my house, not listening to this woman, which is another rule. Don't get upset because somebody seemingly got the blessing before yours showed up. You might not get yours with the wrong attitude. Because Jesus is not bound by time. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verse 35. While Jesus was speaking to the woman, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house a certain which said, Your daughter is now dead. Don't trouble the master any further. And as soon as Jesus heard that word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid. Only believe. Why did he say that? He knew that what the man said, he believed. And because he believed that, the framework for that to happen was already in place. But then he heard a different word that would make him change his words, which is, your daughter is now dead. Okay? So the reason why Jesus immediately spoke to him, he spoke to him quickly before he could make something come, before something came out of his mouth. He said, uh-uh, don't be afraid, only believe. Only believe what? What you said the first time. You said that if you saw me lay hands on your daughter, she would be healed. That has not changed because the situation got worse. And so that's where you have to find yourself because how many of you know that you have prayed about things and spoken over things and after you did, that's when it got worse. I mean, no, your, your, your car is moving to 55 and the brakes won't work. As soon as you start commanding stuff, now the car is doing 100 miles an hour. You see that in those movies, you know? And it seems like it got worse. Yeah, sometimes it's designed to get worse to show you don't pay attention to it getting worse. Pay attention to your words. Y'all, let me tell you something. You'll never be able to conquer this level of faith. It's not a level of faith. It's only one level, by the way. You'll never be able to conquer this until you remove, remove your fear of death. The Bible says it is the fear of death that keeps you in bondage. You won't make a move because you're afraid that if I do this, I might lose forever. I might be homeless. I might be divorced. I might be childless. I might this. I might that. I might this. I might that. It is the fear of death that will cause a person to not get on an airplane and go to the other side of the planet and miss the greatest opportunity to meet Bishop Oyedipo because you're scared to fly on an airplane. Get over your fear of death. I know Marche, you know, in order to get over something, she just went and jumped out of an airplane. I don't need to do that. <laughs> and she just jumped out of an airplane. 
You know, some people, they slick. They wait until they get close to death. Then they jump out the airplane. You know, don't do it when you're 90. You know, they're like, well, I'm, I might got one foot in the grave already, so I might as well go ahead and take this chance. I mean, people, George Bush did that. You know, he jumped out of an airplane. The, the senior, he jumped out of an airplane right before his death. You know, people just do crazy stuff because a lot of them might as well get it in now. No, you cannot be afraid of death because in order for you to exercise faith, death will be staring at you right in the face. It'll be staring at you. And then not only will it stare at you, it'll whisper at you. You realize you're going to die by trying this right. You do realize this. And you got to battle that because you can have faith in your heart and not in your head. And the only reason way, you, only way that you can combat that is John 15, 7 is not in my notes. I'll just quote it. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Now, the original language says topic that you need deliverance in. So if you abide in me, how many abide in Jesus Christ? And my words on that topic you need help in settle down and are rooted in you and stay in you. It says, then whatever you're asking, I will do. See, but a lot of people, they're asking God to do stuff while disobeying that scripture. You got to live in him. And then watch this. You can be rooted in him, but if you're living in sin, you have no fellowship with him. So now that's a problem. Well, if you, see, watch this. Being connected to Christ and living in sin is like the branch being connected to the tree, but the nutrients are not flowing into the branch. That's what that's like. You stop everything, okay? So I'm encouraging you because one of the things that you need to do as a lifestyle is you need to have a daily confession of speaking the word over you, speaking the word over you. This is the reason why when people, I meet people and, you know, I meet someone for the first time and people do this, you know, well, I, I don't want to shake it. This is what happened at the game. I don't want to shake your hand, you know, because I'm dealing with something right now. And I tell them, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get sick. Just give me your hand. See, I, you know, and so, you, you, you know, huh, 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 no, I just, you know, huh, huh, huh. I'm, I'm not going to get healed because I walk around with a pocket of sanitizer all day long. You know what I'm saying? Now, my wife gets on me about that. You know, for me, if I have sanitizer, it's because, you know, maybe I was handling fish and I don't want my hands to stink. But, you know, I'm from the old school of, you know, dirt don't hurt, you know. The biscuit fell on the ground, you know. I don't even have a three-second rule. I don't have a rule at all. It just, you know what the three-second rule is if it falls on the ground? It's, it's amazing the stupid stuff that we come up with, right? Like the dirt. <laughs> Doesn't touch it until after three seconds. Three-second rule. It falls on the ground. Oh, one, two. Oh, I got it. Oh, it's good now. Uh, no, no, no. Whether it's three seconds or 30 seconds or 30 minutes, the dirt still touched it. But, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, because you know what? This will be the difference between, you know, let me say something. This is where I close. You know, I've never watched Fruits and Vegetables, by the way, ever. And, and it wears my wife out. You know, and I'm not saying I was right. You know, so I'm the guy that we bring the grapes home. Just give me the grapes. Get time to be running this, bathing no grapes and no dishwater and all that type of stuff. Just give me the grapes. They came from outside. You know, all this crazy stuff that men do. Cavemen mentality. And I still don't care about that. I still don't care about that. Until we were at that grocery store. And my wife, I was in the fruit and vegetable section. And my wife said, I need to run back to the store and grab something I forgot. And so I'm just standing there waiting on my wife. And my attention was drawn to a tall woman who was over some fruit section. 
And, and I don't know why I was just looking at this lady. Sometimes you could just sense it in the air like Phil Collins say, something is getting ready to happen and it's not getting ready to be good. There was nothing, no clue or anything to let me know that this lady was getting ready to do something crazy. I was just sitting there staring at the woman. And she going through the vegetables and then she did this. Ha! Choo! Been watching vegetables and fruit since that day. So I watch fruits and vegetables not because I'm afraid of a virus. It's just that I don't want nobody to sneeze on my grapes. Y'all know what I'm saying? So it's stupid, but I don't care. I'm just saying, I'm not afraid of stuff like that. I'm, if a person has a cold or a virus, I'm still going to shake your hand. And when I do that, guess what I told my cellular DNA? You can't get sick by shaking this person's hand. Because let me say this last thing. Your cells were engineered by, the cells are the building blocks of your physical body. This is the reason why, whether you're Caucasian or African-American, you can go outside and you can get a tan. And how many of you know that after a few weeks, that tan begins to disappear? You know why? Because over those days and those weeks, your cells were recreating new skin. Oh, I can't remember what the months or over the course of a year, let's just put it that way. Over the course of one year or less, you have a brand new body again. And your cells are reproducing that body based on what you give it physically and based on what you give it spiritually. And so a doctor will tell you if your immune system is intact 100%, it's impossible to get sick. But guess what I say? When my faith and my confession is intact, it's impossible for me to get anything. And it's, and it's really just as simple as that. But you got to build yourself up to that so that the next time you're around somebody and they sneezing and coughing, you just keep reading. You're not bothered by that. Maybe you think it's gross, so you may move over a few chairs. But I'm going to move over because it's gross, not because I'm thinking that I'm going to breathe your... Yeah, let me tell you something. If you breathe somebody else's virus and that's going to take you down to the ground, then we all going down to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Because we all breathing in here right now. We don't know what y'all ate this morning, what y'all doing this morning. You know what I'm saying? Being on an airplane. I mean, you're around people that smoke and, and they got on bad cologne that they got from the dollar store. And I mean, it just the list goes on and on. I know that's crazy, but it's the truth. I mean, just y'all cologne is not good for you. It's just not. It smells good, but it's not good. Do you know that one of the most dangerous things you can have in your house? Is those plug-ins. One of the most dangerous, it's like breathing gasoline. Smells good because it's a chemical. It's not because it's natural. They work in a laboratory to make chemicals smell like roses and potpourri and you drinking gasoline through your nostrils. That's why it's better to get over into essential oils. These are oils that come from trees. They're more expensive though. You can't get those at Dollar General. Some people love the dollar store like Santa Claus, boy. They just like, this is it. No, it's not. Go to the dollar store to get hangers. <laughs> Trash bags. Okay. So we're going to open it up because you need to understand that you need to change your confession. There's no such thing as flu season. You know where flu season comes from? Everybody believing that there's a season. So guess what? The sickness and disease world knows, oh, this is the season when everyone expects us to show up. So we're going to show up because tis the season to be sick. Y'all, it's a crazy world that we live in. 
And in order for you to live successfully in that world, you're going to have to reject it. I don't care what your grandmother told you. I don't care what your doctor told you. And never go past peace. Lady, our previous church, she went crazy on some medication the Holy Ghost told her not to take to, told her not to take. Doctor wanted her to take this medication. She did not have peace. The Holy Ghost makes you an expert above all men at any given moment. At any given moment, I can say something stupid and the Holy Spirit will not confirm it because I'm a pastor. He confirms truth, not people. Amen. Remember that. Nobody can deceive you unless you allow them to because they got some degree or some pulpit or some money. Uh-uh. She went and took the medication even though she knew. She told the doctor, I can't take this, and he put pressure so he could feel good. Took it. They called me on the phone. Thought she was demon-possessed. Went over there. She was talking crazy. And I, I, I never forget what the Holy Spirit said. He said, you don't even need to pray. He said, come back in three days and let the medication wear off. Came back in two or three days. I think it was three days, four days. I don't know what it was. She was completely sane. That's when she told us the story. They, the police found her at, on the corner as she took the medication, holding up. She had a Bible in her hand sitting at the curb saying the end of the world was coming. And she had just given away her Cadillac with the tie, uh, with the, no, Cadillac with the registration, taking off all her rings and giving this guy all her money. And he thought it was a trick, so he called the police. And they showed up to the location, and she was sitting at the curb, rocking back and forth. The end of the world is coming. The end of the world is coming. All because she took some medication that the Holy Spirit told her not to take. Okay, so I'm not saying you got to jump off your medication if you're on that. What I'm saying is there's a better way. Keep yourself healthy. Your mouth and your heart will force your body to become something differently than it is right now. All your cells are engineered by God to respond to your belief and your words. And as you start speaking right, and if you start saying right and thinking right, sometimes you got to say stuff like this. I don't care how I feel. Feelings have nothing to do with the fact that I'm invincible from sickness and disease. Your cells hear that. Amen. So they begin to put up a barrier and say, well, they said it. So we got to become what they have said. And you got to hold your ground just like that temperature. If it's 60 degrees in here, what do we do? We set it at 70 and we leave it there. We don't fluctuate back and forth. And as long as we leave it set at 70 degrees, guess what? All type of things kick on to force this atmosphere to become what we set it at. That's the power of you starting your words and keeping them there for the rest of your life. I don't care what you feel. Say, I refuse to be sick. I can't be sick. How can I be sick if Jesus ain't sick? How come 1 John 4, 17, as Jesus is in heaven, so am I in this world. Is Jesus sick? Is there sickness in heaven? Are the angels sick? Are they up there manufacturing it? Do they got arthritis medication up there? They got doctors? Well, you know, we've been around for a long time. Age and eternity is starting to set in. No. And the Bible says that you are seated together. And see, this is how I talk to sickness and the demons. You are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Far above all principality. How can I be sick and I'm seated next to Jesus in heaven? So that's how you got to start talking. You got to start speaking. You got to hold on to that and, and stay in the word. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Speak it. Be it become a project. Crawford Dollar calls it working on something. Project. Day in. Day out. 
day in, and it starts building up. Faith comes by hearing the word on a particular subject. It keeps coming, it keeps coming, and it keeps renewing your mind. You put it on the inside of your heart, and the cells will begin to conform to what you put in. And then one day, guess what? Satan will say, God, we can't get to that individual the same way we couldn't get to Job because there is a force field around their body and it is now impossible for them to be sick. But it starts with this right here. What are you saying when you get the headache? What are you saying when you feel that pain? What are you saying when your birthday comes around and now you're 50 or 60? I don't believe in this stuff. Well, you know, no, I don't know. I don't know nothing, okay? I don't plan on walking around slower Bishop Oedipo said the Lord gave him a vision of him preaching at 105. He said, I was the same now. You know, and he said that. He said, I'm stronger now than I was as a young man. You remember Joshua and Caleb? 80. Remember what Caleb said? He said, give me my mountain. I've been waiting on this for 40 years. And he said, I got the same strength at 80 as I had at 40. Thank you. So do I, brother. Okay. Now, if you want to be on arthritis medication and, and you want to be one of the ones on the commercial riding a bicycle and then get the lawsuit, you know, because Zoloft and sat up here and made a third eye come out your toe and, and you got six toes and five fingers, three nostrils and your teeth didn't come out. And, and you, uh, my dad took some medication. He walked around like this. Hey, man, you might not want to be taking that. So he switched to another one and it made his fingers bend back permanently. He said, man, you better leave that alone. You're going to be on the same show. I ain't taking nothing to make me turn into that. Y'all remember that movie, The Fly? Don't do it, kids. Don't do it. That, that, how many of y'all know The Fly? That was a real horror movie right there. These kids ain't ready for that. That thing scared the living daylights of me. I was mortified and horrified of flies for a long time when I saw that mess. Man, that'll make you wash your fruits and vegetables, I tell you that. <laughs> you see that crazy mess. That thing scared. That thing scared. That movie and the thing. I still flip through the channels right now. No, 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 no. I don't even want to see the commercial, on, especially that fly. Man, that thing scared me. I probably would laugh at it now, but that thing scared me so bad when I was a kid. Ooh-wee. And this thing flying around in my house, you worried about the microwave, all of that type of stuff. It was crazy. Anyway, so I'm just encouraging. Go ahead and stand. Let's go ahead and stand. Let's go ahead and stand. Okay. Hallelujah. So just lift your hands for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, O Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're going to start this off. One of the wonderful things about the gospel message is that no matter how long you have been doing or saying something wrong, it's canceled the moment you repent. And remember this, the moment you repent at that second, you are entitled to what was held back, even if it was 50 years. That's what the devil hates about the God that we serve is that God moves from a place of eternity, instant results. And let me say something. How many of you know that when you've been off track for a while in any area, and when, when, do you know that one of the most dangerous times of depression is when you start doing the right thing? It's one of the most dangerous times of depression because now that you try to make an effort to move back into what you lost, the enemy will then bring to your attention, it's like your eyes begin to open and you begin to realize how deceived you were. One of the most dangerous times of working out is after you have begun to lose weight because then your eyes open and you just begin to get upset. And now what you see, what, now that you see what you can do, 
you then you then wish it could happen overnight. You know, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you have to be very, very careful when you start moving into being a better person because it's like your eyes begin to open and the enemy will exploit that and say, see, you idiot, you're doing well now, but you waited 30 years to do it. Hey, y'all, better to wait 30 years than to wait forever. Y'all know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad that we serve a heavenly father that when you get ready to do it right, will never bring up how long you did it wrong? For that, I can be grateful forever. That's, it's amazing. The goodness of God is what causes you to change. He's like the GPS. No matter how off track you got, once you're ready to get on track, what does the GPS say? Recalculate. It doesn't make you sit off on the side of the road. Why didn't you listen to me? It was only a 10-minute drive, and you drove 10 hours out the way. You idiot. You need to sit on the side of the road and let other cars pass you by so that you can feel ashamed for not listening to me. It never says that. Now, and, and, and as long as you do wrong, it won't say anything. It'll say, hey, do this. Keep changing, keep changing. And the moment you want to do right, recalculate. And then watch this, y'all. It does not matter how many hours you drove off track not listening to the GPS. The moment you decide to get on track, it gives you the shortest distance back to where you need to be. It doesn't say, well, we're going to take the long route so that you can think about for a while why you got off track. Shortest route. Recalculate. So quit listening to the fool that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? Listen to what your Heavenly Father said. He said, I will restore you. He said, I forgive you. Cast your sins as far as the east or from the west. So it doesn't matter what you have said negatively up until this point. Learn to speak well. Learn to say over yourself only what Jesus would say over himself and say over you. That's what you got to learn, no matter how you feel, no matter what they say. I don't care if 10 million people die tomorrow in Atlanta from some new virus. I'm going to sit right up there and not be moved. Wonderful. It's not coming to my house. Matter of fact, I might go on outside. Uh, see, see, y'all, I'm not putting on no mask. Do you know the mask says I'm afraid? The mask says I don't believe what I said. On top of the fact that the mask doesn't work. So, so crazy. Everybody wearing these dang masks. It's, it's not working. You do realize that the air got to come through the mask. It's not like it's a gas mask with a big old filter like in Alien Days or something, you know, from Star Trek. No, you got on a mask from Dollar General. <laughs> and you think this is about to stop the newest virus? Uh, no. Crazy thing is, sometimes you put on that mask and if you believe that it stopped, it stops because you believe the mask stopped it. It's called the placebo effect. Give you medication for this. Don't give it to them. Give them a sugar pill and tell them it's medication. Did you know that most headaches go away because of your belief and not because aspirin does not make headaches go away, folk? It does not. It numbs you from feeling the headache. And because you don't feel it, you believe it's gone. Therefore, it's gone. They're using the signs against you to put money. So that me, when I get a headache, I know it's for one reason. I only had one ounce of water in the last two days. So I go into my water machine. Chung, 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 chung. Give me another one. Barrel down about three 16-ounce bottles of water without trying to drown myself. Give it about 20 minutes, my headache is gone. Versus me. Now trying to go to the pharmaceutical office. Y'all got anything for headaches? Yeah, we'll put you on three medications. We'll, we'll put you on 13 medications. 
five are for the issue and the other ones are for the side effects for the others. This is for somebody. Did a counseling session years ago. She was on medication. You know, she said, my husband is, is acting crazy. She said, as a result, you know, I've been depressed and I got on three medications. Might have been five. And I said, uh, you're on medication, huh? She said, yes. And now I'm dealing with issues for the medication. I said, so let me get this right. I said, your husband started acting a fool. Yes. So it made you feel bad. Yes. And you got depressed. Yes. And now the doctors, have you spent $100 a month on medication? Yes. I said, can I ask you a question? She said, yes. Did your husband stop acting a fool? No. So let me get this right. Your husband is still acting a fool, and now you're paying for it. She was off the medication the next day. We're living in a very, very uh, generation that's trying to dupe you to get your money and to lock you down. They want you to be sick so that you can visit them. Did you know? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Did you know that for most insurance companies that when you go to the doctor's office for cancer, the insurance company will not pay them unless you go through chemo, whether you need it or not. That's why when you go to the doctor's office for these things, they will push. They'll say stuff like, well, you know, there's still, we, watch this, even if you go through an operation, we still want to send you through the Kipo because there could be traces there. Y'all, there's traces of everything in my system right now. Nicotine from somebody else's smoke. Marijuana from the car I was next to yesterday. Gas because, you know, you, how many of you know, you're breathing that gas and get all woozy and, and lightheaded. And it's all type of stuff in your system from the food that you ate from the residue of the sugar from the Krispy Kreme donuts and the Coca-Cola. It's residue in you all the time. You have no problem destroying my health because the insurance company won't pay you unless you send me through the chemo, even if I don't need it. And you go for it instead of trusting God. And guess what? God is not even mad at you. He just wished that you would trust him and do it his way because his way is cheap. His way has no side effects, and his way is also fast. Lift your hands. Thank you, O Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, O Lord God, and ask you to forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You said that if we will repent of our sins, you would forgive us. All of us, I'm sure, O Lord God, in some form or fashion, light or heavy, have spoken wrong things over ourselves, even over our marriages, over our children, over our finances, over our health. We've even worried about things. The negative things we speak about circumstances actually produce sickness and disease. Unforgiveness surely produces sickness and disease. Worry produces tumors. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask that you forgive us for wrong speaking. Teach us and help us and grace us to speak like you and you only. Your word says, even when it comes to our thoughts, Think only on things that have a good report. Sickness and disease is not good. Therefore, we will stop speaking that. We will stop saying things like, well, you know how it is when you get older. Stop saying things like, well, you know, I'm moving over into the arena now where you have aches and pains. That is nowhere in your word. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we reject what is common in the world. We only accept what is common in heaven. There is no sickness, disease, illness, infirmity, virus, infections, or even pains there. You said, oh Lord God, that those who wait upon you, you would even renew their strength. You said you would renew it. 
not stop it once you get to a certain age. So I declare that as we get older, we will also get younger. I declare, oh Father God, that no one will bury anyone in their household this year. I declare, oh Lord God, that as we get older, we will become healthier. I declare, oh Lord God, that this will be a family of people where we will be known around the world as people that cannot get sick. Thank you, oh Lord God, that we will not be tricked, we will not be deceived into taking medication that is unnecessary. Thank you, oh Lord God, that our health will spring forth speedily and it will continue to spring forth. Thank you that as we get older, oh thank you, Lord God, we will get wiser. Thank you as we get older, we will get stronger. Thank you, oh Lord God, that like Caleb, when we get to be 80, we will have the same strength as 40. Thank you, oh Lord God, for doing this. We believe we receive it. We cancel every negative thought, every negative word, every negative decision that has caused sickness and disease in our body. In the name of Jesus, we speak to every area of our body and we command inflammation to cease. I thank you that the peace of God is on the inside of our body. The anointing flows through our veins and by the faith of God that has been given unto us in the words of our mouth, we declare that we are healed. We are whole. Thank you, O oh Lord God, that our days of sickness and disease are over. Our days of weakness are over. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for doing this. As we speak it, we believe it, we receive it. We command the cells in our body to become it. And sickness and disease is rooted out of us right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen. Lift your hand and give God thanks and praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, O oh Father. Hallelujah. So remember that. See, here's the trick. Well, I know I said this in church, but whenever you put but, it canceled out everything you just said. See, the test is, are you going to put the word above what you feel, what you see, okay, what you experience, okay? And that's very, very, very important because it's very mysterious because you're, you're, you're creating another world within a world, okay? So you got to learn. It doesn't even count until you speak it when you don't feel it. My previous pastor, I'll leave you with this testimony. Previous pastor said one day he noticed, you know, he was in the shower washing and he felt a growth right here underneath his arm. He didn't run to the doctor. He didn't do anything. What he did was every time he took a shower, he said as he washed himself, when he got to that spot, he said, I curse this growth in the name of Jesus. Jesus has no growth, therefore I cannot have any growth. So I command you to drop off of my body. And he said, every time he got in the shower, I curse this growth. Now remember, he built this into his system and the cells are listening. But they're like, okay, we gotta change our, our DNA. We gotta change our structure now because he's saying something differently than what he has been saying. And he said he kept doing that and he said, can't remember, I don't know if it was three or four weeks or whatever. He said one day he went to do it and it was gone. You know why? He set the temperature for what he wanted it to be at and he kept it there. He didn't say, oh, I don't know, maybe I should go see the doctor. Somebody, guess what somebody would say? You're playing with death. So, worst thing can happen is you go to heaven and we have a wonderful funeral service and see you on the other side. 
and half the preachers in the planet will be talking about me right now. Just You can't say stuff like that. Yes, I can. Because Jesus was ruthless. He said, oh, what did, what did Jesus always say? I'm going to lay hands on you, but be it unto thee according to your faith. If you ain't got none, don't expect nothing to happen. And if it doesn't happen, that's your problem, not mine. Jesus was ruthless because he expected you to learn how to operate in faith. So practice that. It's going to be a powerful month. And this, at the, by the end of this month, we're going to be Superman. We're already Superman. Come on, no end of the month. We are that way now. You got to change this. And you got to, this ain't, oh, this is healing month. And the next month, I'm going to go back to acting crazy. No, this is in a part of your eternal lifestyle. Speak in planet Earth the way they already do in heaven. And heaven will become your testimony. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Well, it's been a good day, folk. At least it has for me.